Hi, my name is Andrew Darling, and you're listening to Return Lenten Reflections from All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the Welcome back to Return, everybody, where we are taking time each day to prepare our hearts for Easter and our souls for heaven. Uh, Today is day 15, and it is Wednesday of the second week of Lent. Before we go any further, be sure to go ahead and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, um, as long as it has one of those buttons, I guess. Uh, Make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. They're published every morning at midnight uh, for that day, so be sure to do that so that it will just be there for you. Uh, Cool. So let's go ahead and dive in. So again, today is Wednesday, the second week of Lent. And our readings for today are a good uh, opportunity for us to kind of continue to dive into what it means to try and grow closer to God during Lent, uh, and how to live a the faithful life, live the uh, life of a Christian faithfully. And so, we have in the first reading we have from Jeremiah, uh, the prophet in the Old Testament. So you may or may not know the story of Jeremiah. You've definitely heard um, some of his his writings, his prophecies before from Scripture. Uh, but if you don't know, he had a pretty tough time of things. Uh, he was really not, um, he, he because he spoke the truth and because he told people things that they needed to hear but did not want to hear, uh, people were always kind of after him. And so he was constantly on the run, constantly trying to just survive while also carrying out the mission that God had given him. And so in this moment, uh, in this chapter 18 from Jeremiah, we hear the beginning is the, the people of Jerusalem uh, and all the people of Judah said, come, let us contrive a plot against Jeremiah. Um, let's destroy him by his own tongue. Let us carefully note his every word. So they're they're putting together a plot to destroy him. And then the second half is from Jeremiah directly, which says, heed me, O Lord, and listen to what my adversaries say. Uh, Remember that I stood before you to speak, on their, to speak in their behalf, to turn away your wrath from them. Um, and so he's saying this prayer to God after you know, recounting the things that people have been saying about him, the plans that he knows are being made about him. Um, and he says, God, please, please save me from this. You know, I'm doing my best. I'm doing this for you. Um, but, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm going to keep doing my best, but just please, please be there for me. Um, and then we have in the gospel, we have uh, a similar situation with a couple different uh, responses to that situation. We have Jesus uh, is going up to Jerusalem with the apostles is in Matthew chapter 20. Um, and he is talking about how uh, the Son of Man, how he, the Messiah, will be arrested and condemned and mocked and crucified and killed. Um, and then he will raise on the last day. So he's talking about the persecution that is coming his way. Um, very similar, although in you know, different respect, uh, but similar to what Jeremiah has been experiencing um, in his own uh, persecution in order to do what God has sent him to do. But then we have, right after this, we have the uh, the part where the mother of James and John uh, approaches Jesus and says, hey, here's what I want you to do for me, which is always a great way to start a conversation with God because, yeah, no, actually that was, that was sarcastic in case I didn't portray that well. Don't um, Prayer is not a, a magic, uh, you know, it's not a, a slot machine. It's not... Uh, a vending machine for sure. It's not something you just put something in and then you eventually get something out, uh, whatever you want. You just, it's, you know, you ask it for whatever you want and it gives you that. 
but in this moment, the uh, mother of James and John is just going for it. And she says, hey, uh, Jesus, here's what I want you to do for me. Um, when you are uh, finally you know, seated on your throne, whatever that means, um, have James and John sit at your right and at your left. And he says, um, he says to James and John, he says, do you, I'm sorry, you do not know what you're asking. Can you drink the chalice that I'm going to drink? And they said to him, we can. And he replied, my, my chalice, you will indeed drink. But to sit in my right and my left, this is not mine to give. But it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. And then, of course, all the other apostles hear about all this. And, you know, they, they get mad, of course, and everybody goes crazy. And Jesus says, you know, the fact that the caring about that is what's going to get you all in trouble. It's what makes so many of the rulers of the world so awful is that that they care about the power more than the people. Um, but so we go back to kind of what I had said in terms of, you know, Jeremiah is in trouble and he knows it. And he prays to God. He says, God, you know what? You know, I'm only here because I'm doing this for you. Uh, but I know I, I've done my best. I'm going to keep doing my best. Please just be with me. Please protect me from this. Please be aware of what's going on and heed my cry, hear my call. And then we have the prayer of, uh, in some versions of the gospel, it's James and John themselves, and this version it's their mother, but we have this prayer to God saying, hey, God, please give me what I want. Um, and Jesus brings up, because right before and then after this, he's talking about being crucified and killed and you know, all of the persecution that it's going to take in order to be, um, or, you know, for in his, in his life here on earth and that it will take to be a disciple. And he's saying, are you sure you know what you're, you're asking for, first of all? Um, because that is that is part of it, but also we see the way that that they're praying here. Now, there's no wrong way to pray. If you are, you know, trying to have any kind of relationship with God, that is a good thing. God is calling you to do that. Start wherever you are. But I encourage you to think about the way that you pray and the way that you um, approach God, because in these two examples, we see uh, for in, in varying situations how someone can approach God either as a vending machine saying, hey, God, here's what I want. Uh, cool, thanks. Or saying, God, I'm doing my best. Please just be with me. Please protect me. And then, of course, we have the example further on, uh, which even more perfectly shows kind of a good model for how to pray, and that's Jesus himself when he is in the middle of the things he's predicting, when he's in the garden uh, the night before he is crucified and killed. And he says to God, hey, please let this cup pass from me. But not my will be done, but yours. And so we see these, these different kinds of prayer and the different ways that these people are approaching prayer. Uh, and I think that if we can look at Jeremiah and if we can look at Jesus and the way that they are approaching prayer in those two moments, they're saying, God, I'm just entrusting all of this to you. I'm not trying to get anything out of this. I'm just asking you to be with me. That's something that we can all learn from. Not that we shouldn't ever pray for, for anything else. Obviously, we should. God wants that. Um, Jesus didn't say, you know, go away when they asked about being sitting on his right and left. He said he engaged them with it um, and pushed it. But, you know, so, so pray for whatever you want to pray for. But also be aware that it should always be, you know, in the context of, God, I just want to be closer to you. I just want you to be here with me. And I just want whatever you want. And I want to want whatever you want if I don't already. Um, so it's, it's something that we can think about in prayer all the time. But I think during Lent, now is a perfect time to kind of purify what is it in our hearts and in our minds that we 
do when we approach God in prayer? Are we just hoping to get something out of it? Do we only do it when we're in trouble or do we do it when, when things are good? Do we do it out of thankfulness? Do we do it out of adoration and praise or just because something is good or something is bad? Um, you know, how do we approach God and are we really living the rest of our lives outside of those conversations the way that we claim to be or that we ask to be or that we ought to be uh, relative to those conversations? So I encourage you to think about that throughout this Lent, uh, especially today. Um, those readings are a good chance to kind of just dive into what is it that we are doing when we are approaching God in prayer. And I think that's, that's something that we can all reflect on during this Lent. So thank you so much uh, for listening today. Be sure to join us again tomorrow. And we will be back with day number 16. We'll see you then. God bless.